Welcome back to another episode of Work, Play, Obsession, Life in Jiu-Jitsu. Had a great weekend, guys. So I wanted to hit you up and give you a little short but sweet episode of some of the thoughts and observations that were on my mind coming out of uh, the soft opening of Second Gear Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Laurel, Maryland. Uh, Owner Ken Brown. Great time. Awesome turnout. Um, People from tons of different academies from uh, D.C., Virginia, all points across this area. It was great. It was great to see. It was a lot of fun. Um, and the key, the key piece here is the support of the jiu-jitsu community at a, at a grand opening, right? Um, the turnout and the, the, the laughter, the joy, the, the fun rolls, the, the competitive spirit was still there. So you could feel that as well. And it was, it was an awesome time. So I wanted to, I wanted to throw together something and talk to you guys about, like I said, about my observations. So once again, great turnout. That gym is in uh, Cherry Lane in Laurel, Maryland, second gear Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Awesome place. Okay, so let me start out with talking about um, the gym itself, okay? So my overall impression of the gym was it gave me the vibe of of a, a, a gym external to the United States a competitive atmosphere that makes you want to be great. That's my impression, right? So I say makes you want to be great. So when we think about uh, American gyms, you think of these large gyms. Here's a better example, right? So everyone's pretty much seen uh, Rocky Three, right? So when 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 Rocky loses to Clubber Lang, uh, Paula Creed comes in and he says, hey, I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you back to give you the eye of the tiger. And he takes him back to where he started in this gully sweatshop, guys working their ass off, getting that eye of the tiger gym. That feel of when you walk in, you're walking amongst killers, amongst people that want to be champions, right? So that's the vibe I get. So if you look at some of the photos or if you were there, you know, you're drenched in sweat. There's, you know, fog on the windows and it's just that atmosphere of we of of fun and and competitive nature, right? It's not this big overinflated area where it's kind of like, yeah, I'm here, but I'm wearing my nice Lululemon yoga pants, so I want to break a sweat, but I don't really want to break a sweat. Um, it's not that, you know. And I I loved it. I love that atmosphere. And when when I think about it, I think about the guys in Brazil. This is how they're training. They're training to come up. They're, dra- they're training to win and they're training in these tight spaces and just, like I said, drenched in sweat. And when you end a training session, you feel like you've really trained, right? Where sometimes if you go to these big, these larger academies here in the U.S., you know, they're really bright and fancy and nice this and nice that because that's that's their goal. Their goal is to attract business. It is a business at the bottom line is to attract people in, make people feel comfortable so they will come in pay their money, continue to train, but they're training for, you know, it's a a hobby, you know, for many people, you know, obviously I'm not speaking for everyone because there are passionate people out there in these larger gyms. I know them, I train with them, but when you look, look at uh, Lloyd Irvin's Academy, right, in Camp Springs, when you watch the videos, whether you like it or not, you know, that's a separate discussion, that gym, those guys are drenched in sweat, there's fog on the mirrors, there's it doesn't look like it's a huge space. I've never been there. I'm just judging from the videos. But it's gully, man. It's like you go in there and you just want to you want to get work done. 
you know, like I said, go on Facebook, look at the, Bra- the gyms in Brazil. So anyway, to wrap it all up, that's that's the impression I was left with walking out of there. It was like, I, I love the space. Um, I know they're at a point where they're gonna, it's going to be a little bit larger than it was this weekend at the soft opening, but I loved it. So if, if you're looking for a place to train, and like I said, especially if you have that competitive fire or that spirit or that that's, that's the type of environment you want to be in, I'm telling you, man, go, go take a look. And that's not even talking about what a great instructor Ken is, right? That's a whole separate subject. Obviously, I would go train on a mat in a park. You know, if I knew Ken Brown was going to show up, I didn't even need a, I didn't even, don't even need a roof there, but I'm just talking about the academy itself and the, the impression I had um, walking away from there. So that was one thing, right? The other piece was um, talking about um, training in a smaller space or a, a constrained environment, right? So we get there. It's kind of funny. Everybody's laughing and joking. Um, we're getting ready to roll. And, and some of the people were afraid because they didn't have the space that they felt they needed to train. And the comment was made, and I thought it was a great comment, to one particular individual. He said, hey, the comment was made, you're a purple belt. If you can't roll in here without bumping into other people, then you need to reassess uh, how you're approaching your your training. Right? So what you get is some people, they're like, I'm a fucking bull in a china shop, man. I need this whole mat in this entire gym so I can roll out of fucking control or if I get nervous with a position, I can go ape shit so that I can get out of it and, and recover so I don't stay in a bad position. Um, those people are out there, right? And that's the, that's not how you should approach your training. Personal opinion, once again. But as this, and this guy that was pointing it out was a black belt. He was saying, hey, as a purple belt or above, you should be able to train in any space and have productive rolling sessions. This goes back to what I was saying earlier with smaller gyms like in Brazil or other places outside of the United States. Very, They roll very hard in a smaller environment without busting holes in the wall, without rolling all on top of each other. And this also goes back into the higher, higher belts uh, having the, I guess I'll say the right of way, but having that awareness that if the higher belts are around, you're, you're moving out of the way, right? So all of these things kind of go together. Uh, take a look at uh, the Meows when they were training earlier or Leandro Lowe and his and some of the videos that he has out there. I think it's BJJ Hacks or whatever. And these spaces that these guys are training in aren't very large, you know. So you have to be able to train safely in this type of environment. So either you, you, you know, kind of check your ego, check your skills, <laughs> be more technical and be aware. Um, countless times where there are, and this is not being, I don't want to say braggadocious, but being uh, conceited, not even conceited, that's not even the right word, but thinking that you own the space you're in or the entire mat because you're a higher belt, right? So always be on the lookout, right? You should be rolling in a controlled enough manner that if you are encroaching upon space that is in use by, by other people, that you don't collide into them or that you don't cause injury into your training partners. And so, and that was another observation that I just had this weekend while I was there. I thought it was interesting because I, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, what the fuck do you mean you can't roll here? There's not enough space because you're afraid that you're going to roll into other people. Well then slow the hell down, be more technical. You're not trying to win a world champion here. You're just having some, some rolls for fun. 
roll, you know, roll at a decent pace and be technical. There's no issue there, you know? So just something to think about when you're out there rolling. Going back to my first point is, which I forgot to mention, go out and train in other places. Um, I took, I took, a, or I had a friend meet me there at the gym and it was great because they got to train with um, other people there that was their size, speed, um, style. So it was really, really great because a lot of people, they, and I've talked about this before, um, they train mostly at their home academy, don't get out much and, and they get accustomed to, um, the way it is there where everyone pretty much knows your style or, um, you're going to be stuck in a rut of dealing with people that are bigger than you or smaller than you if you're at the top end. Um, and, and it becomes frustrating. So, um, reach out, um, visit other schools, Facebook's there, reach out to people on Facebook, reach out to people on Instagram. I mean, that's what the, that's what the jujitsu community is about. I think I've, I've met so many people from so many different schools that, um, I have this uh, Facebook-ish relationship, but when you finally get to meet them, the first thing you're like, hey, let's roll, man. All right, let's have a good time. Let's, um, you become actual friends. And I got to do that this weekend as well at the, uh, at the soft opening. I, m- I met a few people um, that I'm friends with on Facebook, which brings me to my last point. Uh, photography, um, from my aspect of um, doing photography for, I guess for jujitsu, I'll call it that, um, I took a lot of pictures this weekend in between rolls or when I was catching a breather or whatever it was. And what I have not done is put them all on Facebook. So my philosophy, excuse me, when I'm taking photos is I'm, I'm literally looking for uh, moments, right? I'm looking for um, sequences or a message that's going on in the photo or grips or posture or an expression. Um, so if I'm around and I'm taking photos and I say, hey, I'm going to get them out to you, I don't like to blast them in like a group of 20, 30, 40, 60 photos. What I like to do is kind of piecemeal them out, onesies and twosies here, and actually try to capture what's on there. So if you guys go and check out um, the Workplay Obsession Facebook page or Workplay Obsession on Instagram, um, you will see um, photos more so on the Facebook page that are coming out as onesies and twosies, which, which I'm trying to capture someone's expression. Or you'll see it in the caption on there. So um, if you were out there this weekend and I bumped into you, kind of kind of pay attention or keep a, a lookout on the on the Facebook page there. I'm going to continue to roll uh, some of these photos out. But um, that's kind of my philosophy on photos. So if you're not subscribed to the Facebook page, um, I suggest you do so. It's Workplay Obsession, uh, Life in Jiu-Jitsu. So it's right there on Facebook, pretty easy to find. Same thing on Instagram, uh, Workplay Obsession. And I love to capture pictures. I love to look for details of the moment to capture them so that the people that are that are captured in that moment can see the the positive thing or potentially the negative thing um, that they're doing at that particular moment. And it may be something they may not even notice because they're captured in the moment. You know, I especially like to look at grips or a lack of grips when we're looking at, at gi training or um, center, uh, where your body is center gravity-wise for a no-gi if guys are shooting takedowns or the distance of where they're initiating their takedown, um, things of that nature. So those are, those are interesting items to kind of capture in pictures or to look at or even think about if you're capturing video or photo for a friend who asks you to capture their match or capture them in training. These are probably the things that they're going to analyze when they go back to analyze the video. So try to take that um, artistic, if you want to call it that, approach to uh, to filming or shooting the photos. 
Finally, one thing I, I, I want, it's kind of like a do out for you guys, and I'm, I'm interested to hear what other people have to say is um, talk about styles becoming your reputation, right? So most people, by the time you're, uh, let's say blue belt, definitely by the time you're, you're purple belt, you, you'll have a style, but people will, will tag you with a style, and that style will, will become your reputation. So um, some of the guys I was training with this weekend, I don't, I don't train with that often, you know, maybe uh, two times, two or three times a month when I get the opportunity, I'll train with them. And I overheard them uh, call me smash and pass or something like to that effect. And they were like, oh, there, there you go, smash and pass again, which is funny because um, at my home academy, I don't really think that's my style. Like, I, I think I'm more of a, <laughs> I like to play a, a spider guard-esque, single, single leg X kind of Leandro Low type of game. Um, which I've said many times on this podcast over and over again, but it was very interesting to hear people that I train with outside my academy say smash and pass. And it's, it's, there's an interesting reason for that, right? Because when I'm on the road, I don't want to be on my back. If I'm training outside of my academy, I want to be on top. I want to be passing. I want to be submitting. Um, when I'm at my academy, I'm at this, you know, you have that comfort of being at home. You know, you're at home, you're amongst your brothers and sisters, you're amongst family. So you, you, you're, a little more relaxed and it's not a, it's not as big a deal playing on bottom you know guard gets passed you recover whatever maybe you don't recover but it's blase blah you know you're with your, you're with your peeps but um i kind of and i don't want to be overly aggressive when i'm on the road but when you're on the road you're like eh, maybe i don't want to be on bottom this time so i'm going to be smashing pass and try to submit from there but it's very interesting to to note the difference um so i challenge you to one if you haven't identified your style already, um, try to try to get a feel for how people uh, label you. Let's use that term, label you within your gym or what what everyone thinks your your style is, and then flip that to when you go out on the road. If you do go out on the road um, to visit other gyms or train at other academies, and and analyze if you approach your game differently. Um, yeah, I'll admit mine's a little bit of an ego an ego piece. I guess when I sit down and look at it. Because I'm more comfortable passing, um, I feel like if you sweep me and, and then pass, then you've earned, you've truly earned that. And I've you know quote unquote I've been defeated you know as as kind of a joke. But um, when you're on bottom, and this is me personally, it's it's I'm more you know in a in a defensive yet offensive position. You know, so a little interesting. I'm interested to hear how um, how you guys approach it or what you guys think. Uh, some of your opinions out there. But uh, I just wanted to, to kind of spit those ideas out at you guys before I before I slept on it and forgot some of it. But all good things. Great weekend. A um, couple guys also competing up at the Chicago Open this weekend. Some really great results out there. Um, people representing, pushing really hard. That's it's great to see. It's great to bring back. Um, and then guys and gals going out to New York next week, all of you guys competing, I wish you the best of luck. I'm hoping to get out there for at least a day. If I can get out there one day, maybe catch some interviews, definitely catch some photos. I'll always have my gear with me and try to get some of you guys up on the work play obsession, uh, Facebook page. So, uh, finally, before I close out work, play obsession, Facebook page, work, play obsession, Instagram guys go out there. Um, follow me i follow you back like some of the photos you never know when you're going to be on there i try to tag everybody i can when i get the photos if i can't remember the name 
Got some big projects coming up. I'm trying to head down to uh, two gyms down in Virginia to talk about a few things. And I also have uh, a women's uh, episode starting to take shape, starting to line up, hopefully uh, within the next couple of weeks. I got some uh, heavy hitters, uh, females in the region, and I really want to get them on and talk about uh, jujitsu from their perspective their experiences and where they want to take it in the future because they they are definitely well they're they're here now but they're still going to be the future so that's awesome pretty excited uh tomorrow's monday ready to start a brand new week train hard guys keep grinding like i said if you're going to new york good luck kick ass and have fun thank you for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast work play obsession life, and jiu-jitsu. Download our next episode. Till next time, keep grinding, train hard.